Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. focus on one scripture passage today and I need some volunteers. So can we get the lights up in the room? Cause I'm being blinded and I can't see any of you. So I need, I was thinking, um, we need a Jesus and somebody, um, that I won't remain anonymous named Emma, um, said that, that Joel Aulis looked a lot like Jesus. And so she was saying Jesus, but then Joe, uh, Joel, not Joe. Hey, Joel, can I call you Joe today? So Joe here, Joel, is um, actually, I also need a brother, like brothers. So so you're off the hook because you don't have to be Jesus. You have to be a brother. So you and Ben are going to come up and you guys are going to get in a boat. So come on up, Ben and Joel. And I always think that you guys are the opposite too. So I always th- I think you look like a Ben and I don't know. So you're Ben and Joe today, but his name is actually Joel. All right, so Ben, come on up. Okay, can we give them applause? Okay. And then I need a Jesus. And because um, I think my daughter thought like you look like Jesus because like the beard and like the hair. So I was thinking, Alex Russell, where's Alex? You kind of look like Jesus too. So come on up, okay? Give him a hand. Okay. And you can just like go over there maybe, okay? All right, so you guys are gonna get in the boat, okay? And then you're just gonna do what I ask you to do, okay? Okay, okay, here we go, okay. I have the boat breaks, it's your dad's. <laughs> that might be another reason why it's good that you guys are doing this and then we don't blame anybody else. And you know how to work the boat too, because they probably had boats like that back then, right? Actually, I think we're okay now. Okay, we're good. Okay, so are you ready? Okay, so guys, so one day, two brothers named Simon and Andrew were fishing. So not only are you Ben and Joe, you might be Simon too, okay? So Simon and Joe, wow, Simon and Andrew were fishing on the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> this is awesome. They were typical brothers who didn't always get along. Some days they even fought. Yeah. (laughs) But they loved each other. It's brotherly love. And they loved fishing. (laughs) But they didn't fish with fishing poles. They were commercial fishermen, so they didn't use a fishing rod. They used a net. And so they would throw the net over the side, but we don't have those. So you can't like throw it over. You just have to like leave it there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So pretend it's like this great big net. Okay. So they're throwing it over and you know, it was a good day because like this particular day was beautiful. The sun was shining. The birds were singing. Do we have any birds singing? Come on guys. Oh, you guys are good. Oh, good job. Nothing could have been better. 
They noticed a man on shore, so maybe this weird man could come over here, okay? And they thought it a little strange. I, I changed the word peculiar. I said it looked a little peculiar, but kids don't know what peculiar means. So they thought it was a little strange that this man was staring at them. So they continued to fish. Yeah, they're like, ignored him, okay? So over to this man. This man was pretty thin at this time because he had just fasted and prayed in the desert for 40 days. And he was even tempted by Satan. He was out among the wild animals, but the angels took care of him. He might have looked thin on the outside, but he was strong in spirit on the inside. His name was Jesus. No one knew it yet, but he was the son of God, the Messiah. He had a mission to do on earth, and he needed some helpers to help him with it. Today was a good day. Today, he was going to start gathering his helpers, who would soon be called his disciples. So, back to Simon and Andrew, or Ben and Joe, and whoever their names are. So, Salmon and Ann, Salmon, you are Salmon now, too. <laughs> Simon and Andrew who were minding their own business, fishing on the sea. This man named Jesus called out to them and said, Hey, you, come be my disciples. And, and, and I will show you how to fish for people. You, you're a good actor. Thank you. You'll be hired. Simon and Andrew looked at each other in confusion. They thought to themselves, I, 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 Who is this guy? Is he for real? Like, who's, what's his deal? I don't know what it is. And it seems so weird, but I kind of want to see what he's all about. So something inside them knew they needed to know more about him. And something inside them screamed aloud, yes! 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 They somehow knew this was what they were born for. So they started to paddle to shore. are awesome. They docked their boat and they left everything behind. Ooh, careful, careful. To follow this Jesus and become fishers of men. Can we give them a hand? <laughs> Amazing. So I had read this story this week, guys. And, um, I realized something that as I was learning that like, we need to be fishers of men, I have been doing it wrong all along. So I brought along some things so that you guys and you guys could help me to figure out how to be fishers of men. Okay. So I realized this is tall and now that we're on camera, they need to see me. Okay. So, um, Let's see here. If I am a fisherman, like some fishermen had told me that these might be, be good for fishing. So do you think that this would help me in being a fisher of men? Because it really helps with fishing um, for fish, right? Like there's some big fish that really like to eat little fish. And so they would come along and they would eat this. Now I was thinking, how many people like fish? Like how many people like to eat fish? Do you like to eat fish? You know what? I used to love to eat fish and I found out I am allergic to it. I am so sad. But like when your face starts to go numb and like go right across it, it's just not good. So you just stay away from it. So, but I'm so sad because there it goes, ouch. 
Do you know that when I was practicing this yesterday, I was bleeding all over the place. Don't do this at home. And I was going to bring gloves and I forgot gloves. Okay, so I was thinking that if I gave this fish to Michelle Martin, that she would be able to cook it like nobody's business. And she would be able to make this into something tasty. And then I think that that would be a really good way to get people to, to like, to come, like to attract people, right? I, do you think, do you agree? I do agree, okay. But then there's a problem. If I cooked this fish, nobody would want to come. So maybe being the best cook in the world wouldn't help me. So like, cause I'm not the best cook in the world. So maybe let's try something else. Okay, so, okay, so Conroy, said that this would attract fish really good, okay? Anybody know what this is? Any men in the room? Sorry, ladies too, fisher, fisherwomen. We got some fisher, who are fisherwomen in this room? Do we have, see, we have one hand, yeah? Fisher, awesome, awesome. So fisher people, you fisher people, you. Um, this is something that would attract them with like reflecting light, okay? So Conroy said that you would put a string on the bottom and then you'd put the hook on the bottom and then the light would reflect the fish. See, look at, oh, I got it in your face. So I was thinking, what if I like reflected off the light and I shone it in people's faces? Would that attract them and want to like hang out with me? And like, no? Okay, well, one thing about me, if you know me really well, I like big earrings. And that reminds me every day that I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s. Anybody else? I know, like these little studs that these teenagers wear now, like you can't even see them if you have big hair. And I like big hair too. So if you grew up in the 80s and 90s like me, we're doing generations here, right? This is not for kids today, people. This is for generations. And so I have to identify all generations. So I'm identifying my generation and we like big jewelry and so i have gotten rid of my big necklaces but i still have like thin ones i'm trying to like wheat in the middle but i thought what if i wear bigger jewelry would that attract people okay you guys are no fun okay um what about Ooh, this is ouch yeah see i'm gonna bleed soon okay this is a sinker and so this one's made of like metal and if you put it in the water, it goes straight down to where you want it to go. And so if you kind of have an idea where the fish are, you put this one in the water and it goes straight down and it will attract the fish because they'll be like, ooh, something shiny and metal. It's, it's what is it? And they will eat it. So what if we used like, well, the, the thing about them too is sometimes people would really invest a lot of money in sinkers and they could be fairly, pretty expensive. So what if we use really expensive things? Like what if I got a bigger home? Like what if I got like a bigger car or wore better clothes? Do you think I would attract people? <sighs> this is not good. This is not going well. Okay, what, this is disgusting. Okay, it's like, can the camera get this? Like, oh, I'm poking myself again. This is Jesse St. Pierre's. He gave this to me. Well, I'm, I'm borrowing it. This is a frog and it's a floater. So we had a sinker before. And if you don't think that will work, well then there are such things as floaters and they stay on the surface of the water. So what if we don't get too deep? Wink adults, maybe a little over the kids, but I know that you understand. What if we just stay like really like 
shallow. And, you know, we don't get too deep and we just stay at the surface. Do you think that we'll grab people that way? No. Okay. Well, I am getting to the end of my bit. What is that? I did not put this in here. What is this? What is that? What is it? La! I didn't even see that. It says la. Hmm. What if we lure people with love? Do you think that might get people? Okay. So I don't really understand what that means. So I need some help there. Oh, I can't lean on this table. It goes down. What, um, I think there's some hearts out there underneath your chair. And I'm going to do an exchange. And I need your heart so that I can learn about what love is. So everybody look under your chairs. And I'm going to get some fun hearts to give you. All right. Anybody like chocolate? You too. Okay, we got, do we got, come on, there's four. You got to look a little harder. Do we have the lights at full blast? It's really hard to see if there's, we have a heart. Amazing, bring it up. There should be three more. Here, this is for you. Thank you. We have a number four. I need one, two, and three now. Come on. Yes, we have another one. Thank you for getting on your hands and knees and discovering that. It's a lot of work. Thank you so much. Okay, we got number one. We need two and three. All right, some people are gonna have to hunt because I actually, I just, I can't finish my, I, my message and I won't actually accurately know what love is. So come on, people. Hmm. Did we find one in this area? It maybe like scrape along the top, <laughs> scrape along the top of the chairs. <laughs> hmm, where did I put them? Oh, oh, oh. Did we, was there one over here too? Did one come from this area? Pretty sure maybe second row, right? Somewhere on second or third row, somewhere. All right, give them a hand. They found it. Yes, number three. Okay, okay, keep looking. I think it's under there. Yeah, okay, but we can go. It's, there is chocolate at hand here, people. I, why are you not looking harder? You found it. Here, let me come to you. Awesome, thank you so much. Okay, you guys are very helpful. Give them a hand. Okay. Okay. So, here we go. Number one says, okay, let's learn about how to love. First things first, love God. Okay, so I guess when it comes to loving others, we actually need to love God first. So Luke, everybody have their phones or their Bibles. Who actually has a piece of paper Bible? Like paper form, you know, before technology took over the world. Does anybody have like paper? Yeah? Okay. And for everybody else, hold up their Bible. We're going to do an old-fashioned scripture Bible drill. You know, remember that? Like sword drill? Charge? Anybody from Crusaders? Come on, adults. Okay, kids, this was like 
living back then. All right, let's see who gets it. Okay, you ready? There's no cheaters. And if you do not have your Bible or a phone, you can watch for those cheaters around you. Okay, ready? You have to wait till I say go. Luke 10, 27. Charge, go. Hey, come on. Wow, really? With paper? Guys, technology failed. Paper's better. I knew it all along. Do you want to come up and read it? Okay. I'm not going to do this with all of them, but that was awesome. All right. Luke 10, verse 27. All right. So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbors as yourself. Amazing. Thank you so much. Give her a hand. So we have an indication that we need to love God with all of us. Okay, Philippians 2 verse 15 was the next one on the sheet. And it said that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in this world. Does anybody know the song, This Little Light of Mine? Yeah. Do you think that it's really easy to shine when you have like a bowl over top of you? No, it's not. Because God wants us to be cleaned up. He wants us to get rid of some things in our lives so that we can shine brightly for him. Um, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 5 and 6 says, For we what we proclaim is not ourselves. But Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So you know what? Do you think that it's easy to attract people if God's light isn't really shining in our hearts anyways? What if we're actually like salty and, and shiny like the Bible tells us we're supposed to be? And so this is for you adults too. Are you burning bright for Jesus? Do you love him with all your heart, mind, and soul and strength? Um, has anybody heard about the Asbury revival going on? So cool. Talking about family day and all the generations. It started in a university with students. Hey, it started with students. And you know what? The message that, that was spoken before it started was not a super flashy message. There's no smoke, smoke and lights. It wasn't done from the most incredible speaker. But the word was actually about love. And the coolest thing was that I had already written this message before I had listened to theirs. And I went, you know what? God is up to something. Because God wants you to know that he loves you. And you need to burn bright for him. And so it actually started with repentance. It actually started with people going, man, am I burning bright? Do I need to get some stuff out? Have I been filling my life with other things and not filling my life enough with Jesus? And so how much are you burning for him today? That's my question. Number two. Everyone say number two. That was not loud enough. Say number two. All right. It says, be a good friend to others. Can you stand to your feet? Because you might be getting bored and I don't want you to get bored. I would never want you to get bored. Say, everybody say, be a good friend. Just like that. Be a good friend. Now tell the person on your right and say, be a good friend. Now put your finger up. Put your finger up. Point at yourself. Ooh. 
and say, be a good friend. You may sit down. I have one scripture verse. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 verse 7. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. You know what? One of the cheapest things you could ever do to attract people, it's free. Say, it's free. I can give them my friendship. And you know what my friendship looks like? It doesn't mean putting them down or puffing myself up to be better than them. It actually says, be patient and be kind. Rejoice with them. Be happy with them. Believe in them. Encourage them. Hope for them. That's what being a good friend is. All right. So First Peter uh, 2 verse 1 also says, so get rid of your feelings of, oh, you know when I jumped ahead here. Okay, so everyone say number three. number three. Okay, who knows how to read really good? Kids, does anybody know how to read really, really good? You do? Can you read this? Okay, so this one right here, say it really loud. Love your enemies. Can you say it again? Love your enemies. That cannot be what that says. Just, are you sure? Yeah. No. Really? Can you read? Does that say that? This has to be wrong. That nobody can ever ask me to love my enemies. Okay, Luke, let's read about this. Okay, let's do a sword drill. Okay? Okay, ready? Bibles? Cell phones? Okay, you ready? Say, I'm ready. Okay. You ready? Wait till I say go. I wish I had chocolate to offer you, but I don't. Okay, ready? Luke. Everyone say Luke. Six. Verses 27 to 31. Go. Are you serious? Who else has it? You have it too? Okay. You guys are like Bible maestros. That's amazing. Okay, do you want to read it? Do you want to come up? Okay, all the ways. Verses 27 to 31. Okay, here we go. Listen up. Is that the right one? This is six. Okay. She did have it. She just had 27 though. So we're just going to get her to read even more. But, <laughs> but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them. The, what? <laughs> right there. Turn to them the other. Oh. Turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give them someone who asks you. Oh, give everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others. Do as... Oh, jeez. My brain is not working. good. I can't read half the time. Yeah. I can't even read... At all, I need glasses now, so I can't even really help you. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Good. Awesome. Give her a hand. 
There is a lot in that scripture verse. It says, pray for those who mistreat you. So this reminds me of a story that has never left me. I was telling a leader one time, just all about somebody had done some wrong to me. And I was telling them what happened and they stopped me. They cut me off. How rude. Isn't that rude? They cut me off and they said, and they said, you have a split second. You can choose to pray for them. Or if you're not praying for them, you're judging them. Ouch. Everyone say, ouch. You know what that means? That we can rehearse our story. We can tell our story to others. But if your lips are moving and they're not doing this to Jesus, then we're judging. And you know what my Bible tells me? And it's even more painful. Is that if I judge other people, that that law of judgment that talks about in the Bible, I'm getting judged even more harshly back. And so I don't want the enemy to have any foothold in my life. So I remember that and I go, Ooh, am I praying for them? Because God can change them. But more importantly, God can change my heart. And if God changes my heart and I'm half of the situation, then that situation is probably, you know, at least I'm looking through it for a different lens. So I'm not being offended as much. I'm not being as hurt as much. And I'm praying and giving God a chance to move in that situation. And so I want you to remember that this heart has one more scripture verse on it. Um, or it has two actually. It says First Peter 2 verse 1. So get rid of feelings of hatred. Don't just pretend to be good. Be done with dishonesty and jealousy and talking about others behind their backs. You know, one thing I know about gossip is gossip is like the first thing that hurts relationships. But you know what? Not only does it hurt the other person, it actually not only hurts the the other relationship, it hurts you and it hurts God. And do you know why it hurts our relationship with God? Because God wants to use us to be a witness to other people. But if I'm gossiping about somebody, not only am I hurting that other person, but that person now is thinking in the back of their head, ouch, if they can say that about that other person, what are they saying about me behind my back? I can't trust this person. And so when we gossip, it actually makes people not trust us. And it actually makes our witness a lot duller. It's like putting that lid over top of our candle. And so we need to watch our mouth and go, am I praying or am I speaking? Am I speaking to Jesus about this situation? There's one last scripture on that heart. It says Romans 12, verse 14 to 21. This one's a little bit longer. All right. It says love in action. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Do not, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do, don't be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And on the contrary, oh, listen to this. If your enemy is hungry, feed them. Now, some people might think that if I fed them, that is actually being meaner than anything else. But... I can feed them if that's what it says. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. That's actually not a bad thing. 
That's if you look at the scripture verse, burning coals, it's like warming them up. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So we have one more heart here. Okay. Does anybody want to read this for me? Somebody on this side? Can you read this for me? Okay. What does this say? Love the, the least of these. Wow. You are a good reader. Holy moly, you look like an itty-bitty thing, but you are an amazing reader. Wow. So Matthew 25, if you want to turn to it, because it's a little bit longer of a scripture. Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46 says, oh, I love this scripture passage. So when we're talking about being fishers of men and how we can love people, first of all, how much do you love God? Let's get right with God. Let's burn for him. Let's be passionate for him. Let's not ruin our witness by having bad character. Let's be a good friend. Let's offer free things to, to those around us. But, and then the next one says, so verse 31 says, but when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me nothing. I was sick and you cared for me. Uh, I was in prison and you visited me. Um, or you gave me clothing, sorry. Uh, verse 37, then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty or give you something to drink or, or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When did you, when you did it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So if I would go back to my first point that we need to love God first. When um, I was in bed last night, I had written my sermon and all of a sudden God just said, do you love me? And I was like, ooh, that sounds familiar. What story is that from? He said, do you love me? Jesus said to Simon Peter, John 21, 15 to 17, they had just finished eating breakfast. And Jesus said, Simon Peter, remember the guy who was in the boat? Ben, Joe, or Simeon, or whatever his name is. Simon Peter in the boat. Same guy, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. Can you say tend? Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he's like, what do you think of me? Like, you've asked me three times. Do you not know this by now? I've been like your right-hand man. And he said, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So 
there was a little Y in um, where beside tend. And I'm like, hmm, what does that tend mean? Why does it have that there? And, I, and so I clicked on it and it brought me over to Isaiah 40 verse 11. And Isaiah 40 verse 11 said, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and he will gently lead those that are with the young. And yes, moms, that is you. And I love that Jesus wanted to share that to you today on on family day, that God sees parents and he is very, very close to them. But this idea of Jesus saying, tend, you're supposed to tend to my sheep the way I tend to you. And I wrap you up in my arms and I wrap you up close and I want to make sure you're okay. I'm going to dump some anointing oil over your head to make sure that it heals you up. And I'm going to anoint you to say that you are chosen. And this is how Jesus deals with us. And he wants us to do the same with other people. He says, you need to be little Jesuses all over the world, tending and feeding my sheep and being that love to others. That's how you are fishers of men. Can I, can I get you to quickly say, I'm going to be a fisher of men with love. Can you say that? One, two, three. Now point at yourself and say, I. I hope everybody else will. But I'm not looking at them. I'm looking at myself. I am going to be a fisher of men with God's love. Okay? So one thing I learned is that love is not a feeling. We think about Valentine's Day and we want to feel cushy inside. But then the problem with that is if I don't feel cushy inside anymore, I'm like, oh, I must not love that person anymore. I'm going to choose a new friend. Right? Or if I don't feel like doing something, especially in culture today, if I don't feel like doing it, I won't. You know what? Love is an action. And love is obedience. And God says, tend to my sheep. And so I got to take a foot forward. And so we've been talking this season about stepping in, stepping out, stepping up, doing something. Love isn't a feeling. Love is an action. And so we need to be Jesus's hands and feet to the world around us. And so let me ask you, is there an underdog in your workplace? Is there an underdog at school or at youth group or in your class or in church? Somebody who's maybe socially awkward. Is there somebody that maybe there's a brand new person in your class, boys and girls? And you're like, oh, they look so shy. They don't know anybody. I should love on them. Or maybe there's some, a new person to your workplace. You're the person. You're the hands and feet. Has anybody noticed that when you go downtown Stratford, it's changed. There is a lot of homeless in this city. Do you know that we are the hands and feet of Jesus? You know what? What are some practical things we can do as families? We're celebrating families today. You know, some cool family things that we can do and that we've done in the past is maybe you could take a little bit of, out of your um, allowance. Does anybody get allowance anymore? I wish I got an allowance. Where's Chad? Can I get an allowance? I want an allowance. A job. Yes, you have a job. Anybody get a job here? Take a little bit out. And as a family, you know, if they get an allowance, you know, that 25 cents, they put it in, you know, they take five cents and everybody puts a little bit in a bucket. And then at the end of the month, they gather together and you say, hey, 
let's pray for a minute. What do you think, God, what do you want us to do with this money? And maybe somebody will pop into your mind, somebody, a family that's in need, or maybe says, God says, drive around town and find the first person that looks like they're very cold or hungry. Or maybe they say, go to Walmart and get a hat and, and a blanket and give it to somebody in need. We can be the hands and feet of Jesus, but it means being intentional. So that's one way you can, you can get a bucket or like a, a glass jar and you can say, what can we tangibly do to do this? Or we get an actual jar and we, we keep putting all of our change. I know most people are, are paperless and and coinless. But if you go downtown and you need to like park, you do need some change. So keep change in your car. And every time that you see somebody in need, it's intentionally there for you to give to people around you. Um, what are some other ideas that you could do? You need to think about this yourself and as a family or as a couple or just yourself, what can you do intentionally to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Can you think about that this week? And maybe be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want you to stand to your feet. All right. So we talked about being the light in the world. So we're going to sing about it. Because this is like old school Sunday school coming back. Kids don't even know what Sunday school is. But adults, I know that you do too. Do you know what it is? You do. Okay. Everybody put their hand in the air. A finger. Okay. So we are going to sing this little light of mine as loud as you can. Okay. Turn to the person next to you and say, sing loud so that I can't hear myself. All right, here we go. We're going to do like two verses. We'll see where we end. Okay, ready? Okay, guys, I don't know if I should sing into a mic for this one. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This is the best one. It's the next one. Don't Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't I just combined two verses. It out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan eat out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let... This is the one that I was intending to do. Okay. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Okay, one more. Ready? Till Jesus comes. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. You know what? That last verse is so precious because we don't always think about those things. I don't think we think about the fact enough that Jesus is coming back, right? And that it's our job to bring the world with us. And in order to bring the world with us, we really need to shine brightly. So the kids are going to go so that when we, when we um, 
when we close up, you can go get your child in the back um, just so that everything's planned to, planned to protect and they are very safe. So, but if every eye can be bowed in this place, kids, as you walk, you guys can go, okay? So everybody close your eyes. I just want you, to, I just want to ask you a question. If the prayer team could come, I know this has been a, a fun service, but I still want to have an opportunity to, to pray for you. And I still want an opportunity that if you just feel in your heart, you know what? I need to take a step forward and I need to, there needs to be a shift in my life because I don't know if I've been burning as brightly as what I think that God wants me to burn. I think there's been some things or maybe... You're thinking, you know what? I think my character has kind of clouded over things and I just need to get right with God because I need to repent for making, um, making his witness a little bit cloudy and not reflecting him the best. There's been a little bit of gossip in my life. I haven't been praying for that person. I haven't been, been feeding those who are my enemies. I haven't been doing hard things that I know God can, allow, can get me to do. But I need to make a step and I need to say, God, I want you to help me to burn bright so that there's a fan, there's a, a, a candle just burning so bright within me. If that's you, then I want you to come up. But I'm going to pray for you before we go. Father God, I thank you so much that you first loved us, that you died on the cross for us. You showed us what love really is. You saved me from a lot of stuff. Help me to have grace and mercy for the others around me. Help me to forgive, to give second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, 48th, 49th, and 50th times of grace to other people. Help me to intentionally love others. Help me intentionally to give to the lost. Help me intentionally tend or love on your kids that are on this earth. And help me to have heaven in the forefront of my mind so that I remember that I don't want to go by myself, that I want to take Stratford and the rest of this world with me. So put a candle burning bright inside me. Make me, um, make me a lighthouse on top of a hill that people would know that they can go to if they're in need. And so God, I just pray that you would bless everybody here today and your name and everyone says, Amen. You have an awesome family day and get some cotton candy. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 